Welcome to PS Let's Talk Love. I'm Marsha. And I'm Solvay. We're communication professors and dating and relationship coaches. And in each episode, we'll be talking about dating, love, relationships, and all their complexities. We're here to help you navigate the sometimes awful, sometimes exhilarating, and oftentimes bonkers elements of all things relationships. We want to emphasize that this podcast is separate from our teaching and research at our university jobs. It is, however, part of our desire to bring dating and relationship support to folks everywhere. Let's talk love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four. Today, we're going to be talking about first dates. We're so excited to talk to you about that. But first, we're going to catch up a little bit. Now, normally we start by talking about what we are loving right now. However, for just a moment here, as we're recording this, we want to talk about what we're not loving right now. We know, depending on when you are listening to this, more things will probably have happened. But in this moment that we're recording this, Ukraine is under attack by Russia. And we have a lot of really strong, sad feelings about this and frustrated feelings and, uh, and, and, and angry feelings and all kinds of feelings. And you may as well, if you're listening to this. And so we just want to acknowledge that. Um, it's really sad to think that in 2022, we are still navigating war and violence in this world. And I know this is not new for anyone. And I know you probably, if you're somebody who's listening to our podcast, you have likely been thinking about this a lot too. And who knows what will happen by the time you listen to this, but we want to acknowledge that we are paying attention and we care. And we wanted to talk, just start with that today. It feels weird to not acknowledge that I think is the big thing for us. And we've added, you'll see in our notes, just like from our last episode, we'll have some links. If you want to donate to support the people in Ukraine, there's a range of links there for humanitarian aid, because, you know, it's not just the violence of war. It's the, the casualties of war oftentimes are the people who are least deserving and least able to have, you know, any impact, right. It's oftentimes or innocent bystanders. Just thinking so much about any of the people who might be listening to this and how you might be affected right now. And we know that our podcast has a pretty light tone to it. We like to, we like to uh, (laughs) bring humor, but also we want to acknowledge, acknowledge that and thinking of everyone in that. And also, you know, I know Marsha that you have some thoughts about this as well. I just have really been having some great conversations with my students this week at the university about the things that are hard and scary about this and the things that we, you know, we're aware of. And I think there are also some, some points of light, I suppose. How would you say that Marsha? You said there's things that you are loving right now and what are they? Yeah. You know, I spend a lot of time on TikTok, probably too much time. And one thing that I have been noticing is so I have found myself just so uplifted by the human spirit and seeing these videos that are coming out of Ukraine of, you know, people who are just so resilient 
in the face of just a terrible atrocity. I am seeing, I don't know if anyone else is on TikTok, but there's a Ukrainian soldier who posts dancing TikToks like out in the field. Um, There's all sorts of, of wonderful videos highlighting just the incredible bravery of the people who are, you know, under attack right now. And it just has been uplifting me seeing that spirit and, and also interestingly, a lot of, uh, thirst traps for president Zelensky, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people are real in love with him. It seems like regardless of gender or sexual orientation, just everyone loves him. (laughs) So (laughs) I've seen a lot of videos of him when he was on the dancing with the stars, uh, of Ukraine. (laughs) So as is always the case, right. We, we hold more than one thing in our hand at a time and we can be deeply sad and and doing all the things that are in our capacity to support those people. But also I think there is some real relief that can come from having a giggle here and there, even in the darkest of times, because that is what we do as humans. So that has been bringing me a lot, admittedly, a lot of joy. Um, And that's the thing I am loving is the human spirit. What about you? What Wait, you- real quick point of interest. Cause I feel like I should know this, but I can't like define this. How can you just define thirst trap for me? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm using it right. <laughs> I it's a lot of what I am seeing are a lot of videos, um, highlighting the attractiveness okay. of president Zelensky. So there's, you know, there's a video of him when he got his COVID vaccine and he made the choice to take his shirt off for it. Now, was that necessary? Probably not. Am I mad at it? Also, no. Okay. Uh, oh, just a lot of a lot of people uh, lusting over him and his for a range of reasons. That is hilarious. Okay, thank you, thank you. I just needed for any other listeners that might be like, yes. oh yes, I want to pretend I know what a thirst trap is, but I don't really. I mean, we're going to need to use it in some more sentences later, just for (laughs) this this episode or another one. I'm sure it'll come up again. I really need to master this in my vocabulary. Thirsting after like, like you're hot for. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for all of that. Um, And yes, to the human spirit. I am loving a lot of things right now. So I might, I might take up the rest of our time with all the things I'm loving, which I was laughing to myself last night as I was thinking, I was like, oh, our listeners are really going to start to understand my menstrual cycle because <laughs> listeners, are you keeping track? Just so you know, just so you know, anybody out there, there's like two weeks out of the month where I'm like loving everything and I feel so good. And there's, I have so much energy and there's usually about two weeks where it's really, it's harder for me to love things. So you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the upswing right now. So you really welcome everyone. (laughs) Good one. Okay. So there's lots of things I'm loving right now. Um, First of all, I just want to shout out to you from some of your recommendations over the past couple of weeks, particularly TV shows. I quite enjoyed After Party. Thanks for that suggestion. Um, Really, I get the love. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Can't wait for the next episode. The finale Um, is this week. Who? who, uh, Wait, what? The season finale of it is this week. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. 
Well, I really caught up right in time. Yeah, you're ready. So I'm loving, I'm loving some of your recommendations. I started to watch Love is Blind last night and then I stopped, but I can't wait to get started with that, which I was going to, I was, I mean, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk with you more about. Thank you though, for your great recommendations. You also recommended a while ago, Sex Lives of College Girls, which also a lot of love there. So some good stuff, some good stuff Mm -hmm. from you. Thank you. Let's see. The other things I'm loving right now are some of our listeners, one of whom wrote me and said that it was really great to feel like she was hanging out with both of us as she was listening. So that was a cool shout out to you. If you're listening again, that felt good. I also really liked the comment from another listener who messaged me to say that she really does hope we get sponsored by Costco. And also the Love is Blind franchise, but particularly she hopes that Prince Eric sponsors us. So you've been listening with us for a while. I also hope Prince Eric sponsors us. Well, I, as I have famously noted on this podcast, I don't care about Prince Eric. I'd like the beast to sponsor us. He seems well off. You're right. Okay. Anyway, I mean, Prince Eric can too. And yeah, also Costco. Eric, I can't, now I can't remember anymore. Also Costco. Yeah. So that made me laugh. Um, and finally, I'm loving that the person I'm dating right now, who I guess will call my international lover for the moment. Ooh. I don't know. He, his, his name might evolve has said that I can talk about him on the podcast and I can say whatever I want is what he said. So I don't know if he's listening, but, uh, that felt, that felt juicy. I mean, I know that Dustin says that you can say whatever you want, right? Yeah. I mean, he knows that he cannot control this. (laughs) It has been too long. He knows. (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel more cautious and protective about this probably than said international lover does, but I was like, "Hmm, okay, noted. Oh my God. I'm love. I'm changing my thing. I'm changing my thing. I'm loving to, I mean, I'm not changing. I'm adding, I'm adding to the thing that I'm loving. And it is that. (laughs) Oh, buckle up. Yes, I guess. I guess I will. We'll see. We'll see what we'll see. But anyways, those are some things I'm loving right now. Do you have anything else you want to add? Oh man. Well, now I'm just thinking about that and that now we get to hear all of the hot hot details of your international okay well at some point I'm (laughs) looking forward to that I'm looking forward to the listeners getting that because I may or may not hear some tales (laughs) offline yeah I mean I probably won't say all of them but there are probably some that, that that I can start to share a little bit more so I'm just feeling a lot of freedom right now in what I what I speak about so that's nice oh I love that yeah. I do have one TV show wreck though. Yes, please. Yes. You know, please. you all know I can't get through an episode without a reference to pop culture. Uh one show that I have really been loving that I have not heard anyone else talk about, probably because it's on Peacock, which is the NBC platform that you have to pay for. So if anyone happens to get Peacock like for some reason, um the show is True Story. It's called True Story. And it's just, it's, it's like a little bit like drunk history in that a person is telling a story to the hosts and then they're showing clips that are like reenactments of the story that they're telling, except nobody's drunk in this. <laughs> and 
it the stories they're just regular people the hosts of the show are at helms and randall park which if you don't recognize the names like when you see them they're two actors that you probably have seen in lots of things and it's just really delightful the stories are really interesting and funny and heartwarming and uh, we have just been watching there's only six episodes but it it's a fun like I don't know. Like, it's just an easy watch. It's just a light, easy watch. And that is something that I really needed over the last week. And mm. so it, um, that's a, that's a hot wreck for you all. True stories. True stories on Peacock. I do not have that channel, but good for anyone who does. <laughs> all right. Well, we have a very fun topic today. We're going to talk about first dates and we'll be back with you shortly to explore. It is time to talk about first dates. Now we know if you've been dating that you have stories and we have stories. We hear people dreading first dates. We hear some people that are excited about first dates. If you're new to dating, you might be real excited about first dates. There's all kinds of feelings you might have about first dates, but if you would like a romantic relationship in your life, you will likely, I think, they're kind to. of important. You kind of important. You're going to have to go on them. You're going to yeah. have to do it. <laughs> so we thought we would talk about this a bit more today and talk about, you know, what some of the, one of the, some of the mistakes are that we see people making, why bad first dates can be a bummer, but also how to have a great first date, or at least set yourself up to have success in dating. So here we go. This is like one of those make or break times as you're getting to know folks. We want you to be able to get to a second date or a third date or even more if that's something that you're interested in. Absolutely. And we maybe we would talk a little bit today in ways that will help you to know, like when you're like, no, there is no more than first date. This is only yeah. a first date, the end. <laughs> not <laughs> that's okay time. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Not wasting your time if for whatever reason you, you know, but it is, it is just it's a thing that we do when we're getting to know people. And so, yeah. What are some of the common mistakes that people make when it comes to first dates? Oh my God. Stop going on super long dates. The first <laughs> time you meet someone, we know several people who we have worked with who tell us that they went on like four or five hour first dates. Yeah, it's true. No, 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 no. That is too long. I I'm horrified. <laughs> You're outraged. <laughs> I am. It's too long. And I mean, we can talk about like, why is that considered too long? Why do we say don't go on a four to five hour first date? Oh, it's just a lot to expect of somebody. Don't you think? I mean, especially if you're first getting to know them now. Okay. I know there are the times where you're like, you have an amazing time and you want to be out for four to five hours, but like you know it's pretty neat to like have a good time and also want to see the person again well I think it's yeah it's always better to leave wanting more mm -hmm. than feeling like oh my god I can't wait for this to be like I'm so ready for this to be over 
And I think a lot, yeah, a lot of times when we hear people, it's like, there's somebody who's too polite to, to, to not leave is a lot of times what we hear. I mean, okay. Sometimes it's like two people had an amazing time, but a lot of times when we hear it, it's like one person wanted to spend a lot. I mean, we have one client who on the first date, somebody took her on a road trip and like around Hatcher Pass, if you're in Alaska, like it was like a long drive. And which also, also bad idea for the first time to know someone, do not drive out into (laughs) the wilderness. (laughs) No, do not get in a car with somebody the first time you're meeting them. If you've never met them and you have no connection to them and especially don't go out to the wilderness with them when you can't get out in this sweet client so polite it sounds like you know I mean I wasn't there with her but it just sounds like she was like okay I guess we'll do this and then it was a really long day with someone who she didn't intend to see again are they meeting my non-negotiables as far as I know are there any huge deal breakers that popped up do I like them? Am I attracted to them? And you might not have like very, very clear yes or no's to all of those right away, but gosh, a little reflection is so valuable. And you don't get that when you go on a four or five hour first date, you're just stuck with them and it can create a false sense of connection too. Oh yeah. It's a long, I mean, that's a long time. And related to that, I think, and we started to highlight this is like bad location in the sense that like, you know, especially if you're meeting someone brand new, it's probably not. We know, we know we're in Alaska. A lot of Alaskans love going out and doing things in nature. And especially if you're getting to know someone for the first time, we would definitely recommend staying in a public place. And if you want to do something outside, there are plenty of locations that you can go, especially if you're in the more urban areas or the more populated areas of the state where you can go for a walk. Like if you are in Anchorage, there are plenty of paths that you can go that you are seeing beautiful nature and you are also in a public or a more public well-traveled space. I'm thinking like the coastal trail is a great place. You would not be impressed. I would be pissed. And here's the thing, listeners. I am a runner, very active. I actually don't mind hiking. (laughs) I say it as if people are going to expect me not to like hiking, but I want to preface this with, I don't not like hiking, but I don't want to be huffing and puffing up a hill on a first meeting with someone. Just go on a date that is like much easier, that allows you to talk and look at each other in each other's eyes, which hiking does not allow you to to do very easily. I just, I could go on a very long rant and I like hiking, but come on guys, get it together. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like hiking too, but gosh, we've, we have encountered so many clients at this point that are like telling us all of their internal monologues when they went on the hike. Now there's a few that are like, I love the hike. We went on a hike. It was great. But for most of the people, because hiking apparently is a very popular first date thing to do around here. Most of the people, somebody's like, am I going as fast? Am I going fast enough? I tried to keep up. And so then I was exhausted. I don't know if I like them. I have no idea if I like them because I was just so in my own head about xyz on the hike so yeah i mean we i think you and i both think hiking is fine but don't do it for your first date unless you meet on a hiking trail and then fine do whatever you want but you know with a few exceptions yeah yeah and we're not saying that you can't go on hikes as dates we're just saying like first date. date one like 
get to know each other a little first, get to a sense of one another before you do that. This is one of those things that is so variable too, is how long is long? How hard is hard? Totally. That is so dependent on the individual. So give one another a little time. Don't go on long ass hikes. God damn it. (laughs) I get real fired up about this. I mean, be thoughtful about the locations that you choose for your first dates is really what we're saying here. Another mistake that we see people making a lot is to have really high expectations for that first date, whether it's Mm -hmm. like we talked about this in our last episode, an expectation of like knowing immediately or an expectation for fireworks or, you know, even some, you know, expectation just that like, it's going to be this amazing thing on the first date. I mean, maybe it will be again, that's possible, but it seems to set people up for some disappointment when, you know, when you go into something expecting that it's going to be epic. Yeah. It really creates a false sense of expectations. If you're like, this is going to, I'm going to know immediately and I'm going to feel all the pizzazz. And especially if you're meeting people online and we'll talk about this more today, but there's so much of a difference between getting to know someone in an online space and then actually getting to know them in person. And so there's all kinds of other expectations that we can have about a person that are it can be a mistake if we build too much up before we actually meet the person. We have these expectations and they may or may not be what happens when we meet the person, even though we may find that the person in front of us is actually delightful. You know, you've heard me say, be open to delight, right? When you're getting ready for a date, but you don't know what the, it may not appear in the way that you thought it was going to. That's also a reason that we really recommend people get on a first date pretty quickly once you've started talking, if you feel like you are interested in a person, especially, I mean, in any case, but in this case, talking about online dating, if you have a sense of like, yeah, I'm interested, get on a date sooner rather than later so that you don't build up too many stories in your mind about how a person is going to be before you get in a space with them. Because things like the rhythms of their voice and the way they emphasize things and also the other like facial cues they might have or the way they smell all of those things are going to be different potentially from what you had envisioned in your mind and you don't want to paint a story of a person that doesn't actually exist yeah Um, those expectations can really get get be challenging when you actually are in person with the real 3d human you know and and even if you've video chatted with them, even if you've, even if you've talked to them on the phone and video chatted, like it's just a different thing to be in person. Yeah. It can be jarring if you've painted this picture and then you get in front of that person. You're like, wait, this isn't who I thought you were. Even if they're delightful, even if they're delightful. Yeah, for sure. I know I've experienced that. So what are some of the other mistakes that we see? Another thing we see is doing a little bit too much on a first date, planning something really, really elaborate. And this ties into like length of a date. We mentioned don't go on multi-hour dates, but also be careful about over planning it and making something too extravagant 
or elaborate. Really what that can do is one, it can create unnecessary pressure on the other person, on the potential for the relationship. And we also, we get that like, you might be really, really excited about this person. Like maybe you've started talking, you're like, oh my God, like I finally found someone that I have some, I feel like I have some chemistry with and I really want them to see how excited I am about them. And that is wonderful. Save it for a couple dates in because then it's going to feel so much more personal. I think if somebody sets up this really elaborate date for me on a first date, I would be like, okay, well, you don't even really know me. You can't be that excited about me yet. Like, Mm get to know the person just a little bit. And then it can be an even more personalized, fun, maybe more elaborate date that's really specific to that person. And like, that's so wonderful. So save those kind of things for a few dates. And I'm not saying don't try. That is not what I am saying. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I am saying don't go like way, way overboard. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, we know that a lot of our listeners are really, really thoughtful people. And so in your thoughtfulness, especially if you're a more experienced dater and you're like, oh my gosh, I have this great idea. Like that is so, so fun. But just like Marcia said, maybe wait until date two or three, um, be thoughtful still, but don't, don't over plan. And and I just want to add in terms of you know, expectations related to doing too much or bringing so much energy to the first date. We were just coaching someone recently who is very new to dating. And some of you listening might be very new to dating as well. And in their case, they were like, oh my gosh, it's like my first match from Tinder. Like, I'm so excited. Like, what should I do? And, and I think for us, it was, you know, when we are coaching someone, we're like, okay, like, don't get, don't put too much on that first date because yeah, it can feel again, if you're online dating, it can feel so awesome to get to the point where you're like, Oh, I really want to meet this person. But when you put so much into that first date, it can put a lot of pressure on it. So, um, this is, this is something you just want to be uh, aware of. Now, for those of you who've been dating a lot, we ought to also want to caution you to be <laughs> careful, you know, and, and we get this. I mean, you all will hear over time. I have been on a lot of dates, so I will, I feel you in the place where you might get to feeling like it's just work. Like I have to go on this first date because I have to get to know this person. And when we are in that sort of space, like either it is work for me to do it, or you are in work mode. I think that's the other thing that can happen, right? You're like, have had your busy day. You're a busy professional and you're doing all these badass work things. And then you go to your date and all of a sudden you're like finding yourself still in work mode right? So either you're treating it like work and you're like, let me interview this person to see if they fit my checklist for who my perfect person is. And, or sort of related to that, you're in a space where you're just kind of closed because you've been doing this so much and you're exhausted. I think of the interviewee type approach, right? That sometimes people have, because they're like, let me just see if you're my person or not. I'd like to know now. Mm -hmm. And there's that element of it with the kind of the work energy, but the other element is really like this hardness Mm -hmm. that I think sometimes can come in, whether it, and I I think this is regardless of gender, there's a difference in how you talk to your colleagues or your boss or people who work under you, then you talk to a romantic potential 
I hope there's a difference, a <laughs> yeah, slight difference at least. <laughs> hope there's a difference. If there's not, listen, listen it. Yeah, there should be a difference. And kind of thinking about even about what topics, like I think of the people who are going to first dates, especially first dates right after work. And you probably are still like a little bit in work mode and you're thinking about things related to work, especially like those of you who are really successful, thoughtful, wonderful professionals who are doing excellent work, but there needs to be some sort of breather that you take between those things. So you can bring a slightly different energy. It's more of, you know, your personal life energy to that date so that you're not going in and interviewing them or coming in and be like, it was a busy day today. I did X, Y, or Z. And here's a project that I'm working on. Like your work life is not the only thing about you. And that's not the thing that the only thing that the person you're on a date with wants to hear about, I imagine. And we just don't want you to lead with that energy. Yeah. No, please don't be, be the fun, interesting, complete person that you are. Yeah. The other thing just tied to that work mentality tied to the idea of like, oh, okay, I got to do this to get to the end goal, but I don't, I'm not super psyched about this first date. Be careful not to turn a date into an opera. Like don't multitask on your date. Love it. That's a very important point. Another thing that you probably are not doing because you are a thoughtful listener and you're listening to this, but maybe get your friends to listen to too, is, (laughs) is not asking enough questions. We hear this over and over again, and I'm, I'm sorry to call you out, but we often hear it about men. We often hear it about men. That is not to say that women are not doing this too, because all the humans are doing this at times. However, We often hear this frustration with men identifying humans. A big part of that is listening so that you can ask follow-ups because the whole point, the whole reason you're on the date is to get a sense of if you are compatible with this person or not, do you like them? And yes, physical appearance is part of that, but a huge part of it is going to be their personality and what they're interested in, what they're excited about and what they value and what they care about. Ask the questions and then you have to be able to listen in order to ask a follow-up question. And ideally from there, it's it's a back and forth conversation that won't feel like you're interviewing. I think what you just said is so important around the mutuality of the conversation. And so, you know, like noticing, are you doing a lot of the talking? Noticing is the other person getting to speak to And I really like your point about follow-up questions because it's, that is actually super important here. It's not just asking a question. It's asking a question, listening to the response and then bringing your curiosity to the conversation, right? So it's like then asking a follow-up question, getting to know more about the person in that way the colleagues or is it something about the nature of your job and then it becomes a conversation the one related to um, work is the first one that comes to mind but I feel like there's other questions you could ask like um, what's your favorite movie that you've seen recently what about it did you like do you usually like horror movies oh you don't like horror movies why don't you like horror movies (laughs) I think those type of questions that are again kind of similar to questions we stereotypically hear but have try to get at a little bit more of the personality of the person. 
they aren't just yes, no's. I suppose that's what it is. It's not just a yes or no. So open-ended questions. Yes. What, how, when, who, yeah. Why? Questions, why, (laughs) where? (laughs) Just in case you didn't know what an open-ended question was. (laughs) I think we talk about these things in our communication classes a lot. So let us break it down for you. Yeah. Those are great. I, I, as you were speaking, I was also thinking about a couple of other things that we see, and we see this in online dating as well as first dates. If you're getting to know someone and it's the first date, we would really encourage you to keep it more positive. Like I, I was thinking about this when you like, I think I would start with what's your favorite part of your week or what's your favorite part of your work, as opposed to what do you hate about your work? I think those kinds of questions or what do you really dislike about X, Y, Z, on a first date, one of the mistakes that we see is people just really kind of getting complaint, complaining, complaining, complaining. We like spending time with people that lean towards the positive. Like we like, we want to leave a date feeling good. And so it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be honest or authentic or talk about something that's tough. Revealing all of it, start, start on a positive note. We say lead with positivity, knowing full well that we are all complex humans. We are all going to have ups and downs. And there might be days that you arrive on a first date, not in the best of moods. And maybe there's a little element of that you can share. I'm thinking like, given what is happening currently in Ukraine, you might go like, Oh, it is, but has just been a really like tough day. I've been upset looking at the news and, and like, it's okay to mention that. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be like, God, today was a rough day at work. It just, it was really busy. I'm Whew, okay. I just need to shake it off. Like, let's tell me about your day. What did, what did you do today? That was cool. Right. You can, you can be authentic without digging too much into, I'm just going to sit here and complain at you. I think that's the thing that we want to remember. You know, we teach about this idea of the halo and horns effect in our classes. And essentially what it is, is our first impression of somebody, we tend to then only look for things that confirm that first impression. So if you enter with negativity and that's the first thing that somebody knows about you, that's the only thing that somebody knows about you as well. They don't have a full picture that maybe this is just, you know, you're having one problem with your boss right now. Yeah. And it's a rough day and it's a real rough day. If it's their first impression, you just want to be mindful of that. Yeah. Related to that, I mean, I think this is again likely going to be 16 podcast episodes in our future because there's so much to say about this. Ironically, we just want to mention self-disclosure, right? The amount that you share about yourself on a first date. There, there's so much to say about this, but generally, you know, being really cautious with how much you self-disclose to begin with is something we would encourage. It doesn't mean that you don't share about who you are. It doesn't mean that you don't share about the important things in your life, but especially for a first date, remember you're just getting to know this person. You don't know yet whether to trust them. And it's a, it, sometimes we get on a, a date and this is why, I mean, I, I laugh about one of my friends who had was new to dating and was going on five hour dates because she had no sense of self-disclosure. And when we started talking about over self-disclosure, I would be like, why are your dates five hours long? And you're not going on next dates. And we started talking about self-disclosure and she was like, oh, Solve, I am an over self-disclosure. Like, I just want them to know everything about me right away. But a lot of her dates were not second dates because she was just sharing her life story. I love this friend. Her life story is interesting, but it's a, it's a lot for our first date. 
And if that's the only information you have, that is overwhelming. Well, and so since we are mentioning self-disclosure, just a note about this, one of the reasons, so, okay. One of the reasons that people get uncomfortable when one person discloses a lot of information to them is because typically what we see with self-disclosure is that it should be incremental and it should be reciprocal. It should be little pieces at a time. And as one person discloses, the other person discloses about the same amount or to the, about the same level of personalness. When one person really discloses a lot, like gets really personal, there is this feeling that we sometimes will have and humans, just because we are social beings and we have learned about the rules of self-disclosure through social interactions, will then go, well, I feel like I should disclose to that level, but I also don't know this person. It creates this real internal conflict. A lot of people don't actually can't actually point to that inside themselves, but Solvay and I study this, we teach about this. And so we know that this is what research says is there is that internal struggle that then happens when somebody over discloses, we feel like we should disclose to that same level. And so we want to keep it, we want to keep it like outer layers of the onions, outer layers of the onions, y'all. Just to begin with, we're not saying, we're not saying we're not saying forever. We're saying on the first date, we're saying Correct. on the first date, talk about your hobbies, talk about your favorite foods, talk a little bit about your family. Not a lot. Talk about where you want to travel next. Talk about those things that are true about you, but also not the deepest, deepest, most intense feelings of your heart. It's okay to say I have two siblings. Maybe don't talk about the extremely complex relationship you have with your sibling right now. And the fight that you just got in with them, like give it a minute. Just give it a minute. Maybe actually, if you're taking us literally give it like two or three dates, (laughs) Yeah, give it, give it a little time. And right. What we are not saying is you won't share all of that stuff eventually with somebody as you build a relationship, but the purpose of self-disclosure is to build trust. And it needs to be incremental and reciprocal in order to establish establish a climate of trust within your relationship. So those are some mistakes that you might be making. Maybe not you, listener, but maybe someone you know. So yeah, probably someone you know, and maybe you. It's okay. It you. might be you. This is not an attack. You don't need to feel shame if you are doing these things. This is we are all works in progress. Okay, we definitely had more to talk about when it comes to first dates than we realized. This is going to be a multi-part series that we'll put together. So this week was just all about those common mistakes. And next week, tune in. We'll be sharing some stories, some of our own, some that listeners shared with us, and some more tips for having a great first date. So we have a question today, and this is one we hear a lot, actually. This is one I'm, I'm excited that someone wrote this in because we hear this often, some version of this. Okay, here's the question. I'm online dating and I find myself interested in a few different connections I've made with guys. The trouble is I feel bad about dating more than one guy at a time. What should I do? Oh, well, what a good problem to have. I know. That's that's a pretty good problem. Go you. Go you. I think the thing here is that I'm guessing that the person is wrestling with is the ethics of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sounds like, yeah. 
Yeah. What I would say is you shouldn't be hiding the fact that you're dating other people from anyone. You should be upfront. And there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, by the way, I am still seeing other people. I just want to be really honest with you about that. And then it can be a discussion from there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think generally we tend to encourage our clients to assume that the other person is seeing other people until you've had a full-on discussion about exclusivity. But if you person who wrote this in is feeling particularly uncomfortable about dating more than one person at a time, I would just tell them. Yeah. I know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. And I totally get, I mean, we hear this a lot from people like, Oh, I don't want to like, I don't want to hurt. And especially, you know, a lot of our listeners are in Alaska. If you're in a smaller community, like there, I, I get the sort of like, Oh, but you know, I feel unsure about this, but we also really want to encourage you. You're doing online dating. You said, you know, it's, it's really good to give yourself, you know, to not immediately, you know, and eventually you probably will have somebody that like you decide you, you know, if you, if you are somebody who wants a monogamous relationship, there probably will be somebody that rises to kind of this, the, the top of who you want to get to know more, but it's fine to give yourself some time to get to know a few people first. Yeah, that can be a really valuable opportunity. Then you don't have to put all of your eggs in one basket, right? You you get a chance to, you're not putting too much pressure on one of those interactions. Yeah. You get a chance to get to know a few people at the same time and see which one seems like the best match for you. Um, I, yeah, the biggest rule of thumb that we have is being honest with people. Don't misrepresent the nature of the relationship. Um and, and if it, it, if you really want to make sure it's clear, tell them. Yeah. And if they react really poorly, I think you have an answer as to if they're a good match for you or not. Totally. Totally. And if you're newer to online dating, which it sounds like it is good for you, go meet a few people, see yeah. what you like, go from there. Have fun. We love it. Have fun. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the PS Let's Talk Love podcast. We want to send out a special thank you to Medium Build for our show music. And if you enjoy this podcast, follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to support us, it's super helpful if you could give us a five-star rating and leave us a review sharing what you're loving right now. Really, we want to know. And if you don't like it and you got this far, don't worry. You do not have to listen to us again. You can just you can just forget this podcast exists and move along. You can catch up with us on Instagram at ps.welovelove or follow us on TikTok at psconsulting. If you're interested in private coaching or learning more about our online classes, go to pscurators.com to learn more and find free resources to support you. See you next time.